0: friends, and welcome to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I'm here with Jennifer Alvarado. Welcome. How are you doing?
1: I am great. How are you doing?
0: I am doing wonderful. I made sure not to mess up the name. See, I told you. I'm I'm working on it now. Yep. You were perfect. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So we always start off all interviews with the hardest question ever. Who is Jennifer Alvarado? Oh,
1: goodness. Yeah, that is the hardest (laughs) question ever. Um, you know, the funny thing is I remember being asked that question when I was like 17, 18 years old, and I was so like cocky or self-assured about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I am this person. And honestly, as I've gotten older, the less I know, like the less <laughs> I'm sure of, of things. Um I would say I am personality wise, I'm probably very analytical. Um, I'm definitely not I guess the normal musician type that's you know right-brained and kind of out there like I'm very left-brained organized um I my faith is a big thing for me um so I care very much about that but I think more than anything I just want to be a friend to people so I think that's probably the biggest is that I just want to be a friend for people and be there for people and hopefully I can do that through music or, or something that I say. So.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And you you can always be our friend all the time, forever Great. and always. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I was just listening today to your, one of your recent releases, again, mm-hmm. uh, Filthy Water. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and uh, with the writing process? Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I came out of like a two, three year period where, So I had gone into, um, music ministry actually with my church and, um, it didn't pan out as expected. And there was just a lot that happened over those years and filthy water was kind of my response to it of everything can look a certain way on the surface. Um, but you know, over time things come to light and so it really was kind of me talking back to, um, some narcissistic situations and uh, kind of just saying, you know, I, I, I see it now. Um, and I think that that's just a lesson that sometimes you have to learn is that um, people aren't always what they seem to be. But with that said, people are not always bad either. So that's really where the song came from. It was it was me talking back to some to some situations and basically just saying, you know, one day I know that it will all come to light. Like I know that, um, I was very hurt in this situation and, you know, people don't necessarily know about it, but one day they will. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, so it was just a very therapeutic song for me. Um, the writing process was, I'm trying to remember with that song, how long it even took me to write. Um, Usually when I'm writing a song like that, it doesn't take very long because it's just a very raw moment um, where I get it out and then it's like, I'll play it for my husband and I'm like, what do you think? And with that one, I didn't really change anything in it. Um, sometimes I'll go back and I'll, I'll hash out the lyrics and everything for 15 times um, because I feel like I can say it better. But with that one, I didn't. It was just sort of like, here you go.
0: <laughs> I think you have a great point. And, and, you know, I was talking with someone else recently, and we we're talking about how songs that become therapy just flow out in that it, it's like a perfectionist to, you know, like, like it's right brain creative, but just it flows out and there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes it's just, it just comes out. And if it's like, it's perfect. And, you know, like you're saying, and then you have other songs where you're like really struggling to write. And I, I've been guilty of that going back and rewriting and rewriting and and it just takes you that. So that is awesome that it came out so flawless for you. You know, I, I love when that happens. I love hearing the different stories behind these songs because that it just, it's so inspiring sometimes. Cause you're like, yep, I'm struggling to write something. And, and even the other writers that listen to this, they'll say the same things like we're struggling to write, get something concise and, and we finish it, but it's not like our best work. And you know, then you have that moment. It's so beautiful though, that. So let me ask you the question with it being therapy does that feel like a total release, or is that like that let go for you?
1: Yes, it is. Um, I've always, so songwriting's always been kind of my thing um, from really young age. Um, I wrote songs. That's just so, sort of how I explain things to myself and how I process things, especially during um, middle school, because there was just, I wouldn't say a lot of bullying, but I mean, it's middle school. I mean, it's, you know, it's there. And so I would go home and and process things. And that's really how I figured out just how I felt about different things. And also, I was that kid that was very shy, very um, always in my head almost, (laughs) and didn't really want to express what I was feeling. And so that's how I expressed my emotions, That's how I expressed what I was feeling, all those kind of things. Um, So it's just, it's always been there for me. And it was always, you know, when there was chaotic times in my life or whatever, it was that one stable thing that I knew, like, songwriting's safe. Like, I can go write anything I want and say anything I want, and it's okay. So that's just, I don't know, like, it's just, I feel like God really gave that to me, because otherwise I would probably just explode, so... (laughs)
0: I think some of us can definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> oh, so who are some of the women that have inspired you to do music? You know, family, friends, and other singers. And who are those people that have uh, brought that into your life? Yeah. Um,
1: I would say number one would be my nanny, Duncan. Um, she passed away when I was 10, but we we would sit there for hours and watch um, – the Nashville network when it was that and CMT. And, and so I grew up a lot with her at her house and just listening to music. And it was such a, just everyday thing. And then my papa, you know, he played instruments, but she definitely, I mean, she was just my world. So um that's sort of how I came to love country music. And I feel like that's why it feels so much like home is because that was our time together. That was just where I felt at peace. Um, I, I'm i trying to think how old I was. I was probably nine years old when I first really listened to Reba McIntyre <laughs> and um, was absolutely just, like, floored by her. Um, I had, this is so cheesy, but, like, my Barbie dolls growing up, I, I had a Midge doll. <laughs> so you know, red hair, all that. She became my Reba doll. And so literally like I had the whole Reba entourage with my Barbies and would reenact all the shows. Um so definitely Reba. Like no doubt about it, Reba. Um but also like I listened to Celine Dion, I listened to Whitney Houston, you know, that kind of stuff because that's what my mom liked. Um songwriting wise, Patty Griffin, huge Influence there, um, and I think it was just the fact that like I would listen listen to her songs, and they were just so raw and honest. And so that's really what I always wanted with with my songs was to be able to like say things, and it, it could be the same idea, the same topic that you've heard a million times, but it's said in such a way that it just has this lasting effect. And so that's that's the one thing that I take away. Um, from somebody like her is that you can say it in such a way that it, it is, it's a memory in itself of just how impactful it was when you first heard it.
0: Oh, that, that is beautiful. That was, that was a great, des- the way to describe that. I, uh, <laughs> I never even thought of it. describing it that way. Cause you're right. And, and that's in lyrics. It's just, yeah. R- really saying something that resonates with people in a way that hasn't before is, is, is it, it's oh. That was beautiful. So (laughs) are you ready for some fun, interactive, uh, maybe right or wrong answered questions? Yes. Bring it on. (laughs) Okay. So the first of our 20 questions, Mm -hmm. what was the last thing you read?
1: A book called anonymous and it was talking about, and the author completely escapes me, but, um, It's basically about the hidden years of, of Jesus, of his life and how like, yeah, you don't you don't really know what happened in these years. And the whole point was when you're going through a waiting season of like, God, what are you doing in my life? And you feel like you should be seen or, you know what I mean? Like you're working and you feel like it's just going completely unseen and like nobody notices. Those are the formative times. And it was talking about my favorite part of that book is it talks about, you know, a tree in the winter time and how it looks like it's dormant. Nothing's happening. It doesn't have leaves, anything, but it's preparing for the spring. It's preparing for that next season. And so it's just one of those books that like it changes your perspective on what's happening in your life.
0: Wonderful. That's one that I definitely have to pick up now. I appreciate the recommended reading there. Yeah, I'll send you the author's name when I figure it out. (laughs) Wonderful. I look forward to it. So, hypothetically, if I need to hide a dead body, do you know a good place?
1: Uh, I'm laughing. Okay, so I'm laughing because literally over the weekend, we went to do gingerbread houses with, with some church people. And I made up this story because I had this gingerbread house of a farm that completely fell in. It's horrible. But it had this little pig with it. And so my story for the for the gingerbread house was that it was a farmer during the Great Depression who murdered his entire family and then the pig ate all the bodies to cover the evidence. So my initial thought was let's
0: let's find a pig and they'll, they'll
1: take care of it.
0: Perfect. <laughs> I will be calling you if I ever have a dead body and you need to dispose of. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> oh, what's the best concert you've ever been to?
1: Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow? Yeah.
0: I had a feeling that was your answer, but I didn't want to assume anything.
1: <laughs> You're
0: right. <laughs> oh, What's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery?
1: Oh, goodness. Um probably pay off our house so that we didn't have to worry about it. Like that would just be one bill that was not needed anymore. Um, I've always wanted to start a um, girls, well, not girls, but just a teena- a camp for teenagers um, because I actually, growing up, I had an eating disorder. And so I wanted, I still want to one day to start a music arts camp that gives teenagers or anyone for that matter that's struggling with either substance abuse or, or um, just needing and ex- being able to express themselves in a different way, that they have that, that they learn how to do that in a healthy way like music or songwriting or art or something. So that's probably where that would go to is to start something like that.
0: I love that. Do you ever speak in song lyrics? Yes. <laughs> Favorite lyric?
1: Oh, gosh. If you hadn't asked, I would probably be like, um, I sing. So I sing Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid way too often. Like my husband and I <laughs> recite it back and forth at each other. The whole gadgets and gizmos.
0: Yeah. So probably that. <laughs> Well, that's great. If you could add someone to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? And it doesn't have to be political. Um, I'm pretty sure Reba and Dolly are already on the top two of the list that we're we're working on, you know, petitioning this. So just FYI. I mean, Dolly's a good choice. I'd probably say Dolly. Oh. Um,
1: yeah, I think Dolly's a good choice, actually. <laughs> Especially with everything she's done for literacy projects and stuff like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Dolly's a great choice. We'll go with Dolly. <laughs> I,
0: I love that choice, personally. I think she just gives back so much and and a great example of a human being and to give back, you know. So uh, what's your game plan for Zombie Apocalypse?
1: I've already <laughs> told my husband I wouldn't last long. <laughs> I'll be honest. I really don't think I would last long. I would be that person that would fall down and get eaten and, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay, so you need to work plan. on your game plan. Yeah, yeah apparently.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay, so can you recommend an album or artist that we should listen to before we die?
1: There's so many. Um, honestly, if you've never listened to Patty Griffin's "Living with Ghost," like that's one of my favorites. And when you when you realize like it was all recorded live, like there's just I don't know, there's something very nostalgic to me about that album. Um, I'm trying to think, what else? It
0: was a very there's good album.
1: One. We'll go with her because that's just the first thing on my mind in the moment.
0: <laughs> and if you all haven't heard it, you, when when we're done with the interview and you're done listening, then you can go listen to that. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who would you want to play you?
1: I have no idea. Um, I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is quirky enough to probably, probably portray me very well. <laughs> so we'll go with
0: her. <laughs> Great choice. (laughs) So one of life's biggest pondering questions. Mm -hmm. Where's Waldo?
1: On a beach somewhere.
0: Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Would you rather cook or order in?
1: I would so I would love to be fantastic at cooking and be like, (laughs) oh, I want to cook every night. I'm horrible. Like if you look on my Facebook page from Thanksgiving, I made the sweet potato casserole, put the mush or not the mushrooms, that'd be horrible. The marshmallow is on top. I wanted to broil it to make it just enough brown so it looked pretty. I looked over and it was on fire. Like bad on fire. Um whole top of it was black. There was nothing left. Um so yeah, we, we order in a lot. Or my husband cooks.
0: Oh, I think it would be fun to do a cooking show with you. So, it, would that would be be fun.
1: it would be a straight but, disaster.
0: But okay. It's all good. It's all good. It's all about having fun and trying, right?
1: Yes.
0: So, oh, what TV show would you be a member of? Hmm.
1: I, here's the, every TV show that we love gets canceled, um, Life in Pieces, like, I would love to have been on Life in Pieces, because that whole family is just so crazy, and, and honest, and, or Modern Family, like, either one of those, like, I would love those, um, if you're talking about a talk show, I have no idea, um, I, I guess just an extra on Kelly Clarkson's talk
0: show one day. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Take me with you. I just want to hang out. It'll be fun. Okay. And then if we ever get to Jimmy Fallon, cause he seems like such a riot, you know, that that's when I would yeah. just, he's just so okay. funny. Like he's, you know, I'll we'll take go there you. together. Okay. Yep, perfect. I'll take you. <laughs> oh, so boots or heels. Boots. Yeah. <laughs> What what's well, let me ask the question, because someone actually told me that the other day when they said boots, they're like, I do combat boots. I was like, oh, not even cowboy boots. So is there a different type or just boots in general?
1: I do like Doc Martens a lot um, or that style. So, yeah. And if I wish I had him in here with me, but I have like all these sparkle boots. (laughs) So, yeah, probably, but they're all like combat boots. So, yeah, probably combat boots or the little booties. Like, I'm good with the little booties. I have this pair of booties that have like the fringe on the side. We're good with those too. Heels, Perfect. I'll fall. Like, I'll trip <laughs> and fall. And that'll be a disaster. So, <laughs>
0: well, we will definitely give you the miscongeniality Congeniality Award then. Because <laughs> it would just yep. probably go with it, I think. I just yep. I have this feeling.
1: It, it would- you know, Sandra Bullock would be good playing me. <laughs>
0: to- <laughs> okay, we'll sign her up. Okay. Well, what's the best thing since sliced bread?
1: Um, I'm going to be really cheesy
0: and say my husband. Aw. <laughs> so sweet. Do you have guilty pleasure music? If so, what is it?
1: Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> my... <laughs> I actually listened to it this morning on my way back from the gym. Um, my happy song is Mbop by Hanson. That was great. If I'm in a bad mood, I put it on, or I put on, um, yeah, by Usher or "Low,"
0: Like, one of those three songs. Those are great songs. I think Mbop is just one of those, like, you just never, yeah, you never forget that. If you were alive during that song, you're never forgetting it. Yeah. Oh. What's the worst pizza topping?
1: Mm, I would say, either anchovies or pineapple. Both of those just don't seem to work for me.
0: <laughs> I would think definitely not together either on those, but you know maybe oh, not.
1: No.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, if you could be any person or a position like CEO or something, who would you be and why?
1: Oh goodness. Um my initial thought was Mother Teresa. <laughs> no, I think that, that would be I think that would be incredibly hard and difficult. Right. And I don't have that in me. Um but yeah, but I mean it, just the compassion that she had for people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That that was an awesome choice. That is yeah. I'm to join you for that, too. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, if we had a song, mm-hmm. what would it be?
1: If, like, a theme song?
0: Yeah, like, we had a theme song. That was, like, okay. our song. Like, you know, you jam out to Mbop and...
1: Okay. Um. So, growing up, my, my initials um, are Jim. They actually spell out Jim. So... I thought, like I very seriously thought when I was little that Jim and the Holograms was about me. Like somehow I just needed to find that pair of of earrings and I was set. Um, So, yeah, my husband jokes with me quite often about the Jim and the Hologram theme. Um, The whole, you know, truly, truly, truly outrageous. (laughs) So that's my theme.
0: (laughs) That would be a great theme song for us. at what age did you become an adult? Yeah, this is one of those trick question things, you know, some people grow up, some people never do. Yeah.
1: I feel like I've been about 60 since I was six,
0: Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) probably seven or eight. Um, Like I just, I was very independent. So yeah, I think probably seven or eight, I feel like I started cooking dinner and,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) Uh, Jesse says hi. That's you all can all (laughs) hear. (laughs) Hi. Oh, if you could be an Olympic medalist and win at any sport, real or fake, what would it be?
1: I used to love gymnastics. Um, I also wanted to become a Olympic softball player. Like when I played softball, I remember getting this like, the genius or one of those softballs for dummy books. I don't know why, but I felt like it was going to really help me and take me to that next level of of performance. So I really wanted to be either in the Olympics for softball or just, just gymnast. Um, I loved watching that. So I was too clumsy to to be a gymnast. I would have broken every bone in my body.
0: Me too. I I was on my way there. I was breaking everything when I was growing up. So I I totally get that. (laughs) Oh, so what does the rest of, oh, I should say, we're going to be doing this in 2022 here. So what does 2022 hold for you?
1: I hope to be playing out a lot more, um, and, and doing a little bit different than, than what I have been in the past. Like I, I think I was in, in church mode for so long, but, like, that's where my attention goes. So anytime that I kind of go into that kind of job or whatever, like, I give everything I got. Um, and so it really took me away from doing my own music. Um, and so this year especially, like, I've really tried to get outside my comfort zone and, and go out and do the shows and, and, and figure out my own sound, figure out all those kind of things beyond church world. Um, So I'm hoping to continue to do that and, and just become more confident in that in 2022. Um, I'm working on an album right now. It was going to be an EP, but I keep adding songs. So we're (laughs) at an album at this point. Um, but I'm hoping that it's done by like spring of 2022. And then I really want to be able to share those songs and, um, I'm I'm very proud of what this project's kind of panning out to be. Um, it's very. I feel like it's more me than anything I've done, um, and a lot of that came from just the rawness of a lot of it, and you know, not being afraid to express myself and and say, yeah, this was a bad situation. Here we go, or or whatever. I, I just feel like it's the first thing. It's the first time that I've really um, tried to embrace who I am in my music and not just be what I thought people wanted. If that makes sense.
0: It does. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think sometimes that whole theory of you need to find your own voice and your own path. I think that makes a difference in what you're doing. I mean, you might love what you're doing, but it might just be that falling into to the the. That path where you're like this is it this is now it feels right like you know yeah there's always that that edge sometimes when you're doing stuff it feels just quite quite off you can't quite put your finger on that might be it you know so yeah well it's been wonderful (laughs) talking to you today and i could sit and do this all day with you oh well thank you (laughs) (laughs) and you are welcome back anytime well thank you
1: yes hopefully when i get the project done i can share that
0: with you and i look look forward to it for sure (laughs) We always love to hear about new music. Let us know. We'll try to get you on for some live, uh, okay. you know, Facebooks and things like that as well. And, and get the new stuff out, you know. Okay. Well, it's you. been a pleasure oh, having you, it. Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, Jesse says bye, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> bye.
1: Bye, y'all. Oh, thank you.
0: Bye. Thank you all for joining us for another episode and have a great day.